What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. As always, bring you incredible guests from all over the world. So sit back, relax, and tune in. My next guest is a French learning coach, online entrepreneur, and a fellow podcaster. Please welcome Agel Preto. Agel, welcome to the show. (laughs) Thank you for having me. That's awesome. I'm so glad to be here. I'm glad to have you. And you know what? Let's tell the audience where you're from. So I am from France originally. I'm a native French. I grew up in France the first 25 years of my life. And after that, I moved abroad. I am now living in Vienna, Austria. Beautiful, beautiful. And um, prior to our conversation, Angel had invited me to uh, visit him in Vienna while I was in Europe. Unfortunately, we'll have to get that coffee another time. But I want to jump into what you do. One thing I loved about your bio is that you said that you are happy that you have built a life that you can live and have as much time as you want and not have to find a job. Yes, that is absolutely the best part of my life uh, right now is that I run my own business. I have been doing that for almost eight years. Wow. And it has worked quite well. It has taken some time to be built up to the level that I have now. But now it supports me, pays the rent, pays food, pays for a tra- like a bit of traveling here and there. Nice. And I don't have to get a job. And that's awesome. I love that. No, and that's exactly what I love my guests that are living life in their own terms, because I feel like we all can find our, our passion and our purpose and find avenues that will make that'll satisfy us and not having to like fit in that box. So talk to us about, you know, we, we I told you a little bit that I'm I'm trying to learn Romanian and I'm having a hard time. So I want to learn a little bit about how you've become a French learning coach and the what you do to help your clients become fluent in French. Right. So I've been teaching French for almost 20 years. Wow. But I only adopted the title of French learning coach around 2017, 2018. Uh, That is because I was at that time building my business and offering my French teaching services online for English speakers. And I was also in the world of coaching just because I was receiving coaching myself as an entrepreneur. And then I started to see more and more parallels between uh, what coaches did and what you really need to do to help your students be successful. Like it's not enough to explain the language to them that you can go on YouTube and watch people explaining the language to you. In fact, I have a YouTube channel where I do just that and there are plenty of our channels, but bringing someone from where they are to where they want to be, which, you know, is fluency. Fluency is when you can do everything you want to do in your target language without any uh, challenges or issue that is fluency. So it looks very different for every person. Like every one of my clients has a different idea of what fluency is to them. But nonetheless, my job is to identify clearly where they're at now. Some people are complete beginners. Some people are already a little bit advanced or intermediate. And how do I bring them to that point? And I figure that this is a lot more like coaching than actually teaching in the way that we um, imagine a teacher, you know, that we had in school, for example. Yeah. So that was the reason why I adopted the uh, label French learning coach. As far as I know, I am the first ever person to have called myself a French learning coach. And now there are more. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then over the years, I kept refining my process and my methods down to the point where now I like to explain that there really are four steps 
to learning your language successfully, or you could consider that four pillars, but there's a certain order. Like it, it's like a cycle that you have to like go over and repeat. Sure. And, and if one of those steps or pillar is missing, your language learning will be either completely unsuccessful or it will be extremely hard. So if you want, I can go over. Yeah, please go over. That's R. Yeah. So it, it spells S-A-I-S because say is like I know in French. Okay. Um, and so that helps to remember. And it stands for selection, activation, immersion, and safe practice. Okay. So selection is perhaps the least important step in the sense that if you only have, would have the other three, you might still be successful. It would just take you a very long time. Sure. And it's Tim Ferriss who has really studied how to, you know, drill down to like the minimum effective dose. He's famous for having written the four hour work week, which is how you can make a yeah. living in four yeah. hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he applied that to a lot of things. When the book was successful, he did the four-hour body and the four-hour chef. And also there's a documentary that he made about learning a language as fast as possible with the same kind of approach. And basically, the bottom line is that what you learn is more important than how you learn. So that goes back to me saying earlier that fluency looks different for every person because one person just wants to travel and be a tourist and see all the sites and just have a little chat in French. And another person wants to volunteer as a doctor in Africa in French-speaking countries and will have to do all of the doctor uh, consultation and whatnot with French speakers. So for those two people, I will teach them completely differently or at least completely different content. Sure. And that is really what selection means. You have to clearly select what you need to learn because if you don't do that, you'll have basically the 80-20 principle on the wrong side. You do the 80% that is not yeah. efficient. You want to drill down to the 20% will give you most of the results. Yeah. Okay. So if you do that successfully, you will have cut off a lot of the learning time. So that's why it's step number one. Okay. Then step number two is activation. That is when you pick something that you have selected in step number one, and it can be either some vocabulary, some grammar, or a possible conversation, such as introducing yourself. Right. Okay. And you will have to study that consciously. So that's a lot of what I do with my clients. I will do the selection in the first part of the coaching. I'll create that roadmap for them. And then when we are face-to-face -face in our one-to-one -one or in our group sessions, you get a chance to learn actively, see for the first time actively some elements. And that is what I call activation. It's the, your first right. time seeing them and studying them. Yep. Then step number three is immersion. Okay. I also call that the daily French bath. Of course, if you do it for another language, it would be your daily Romanian bath, your right. daily Spanish bath. It works right. for every language, right? Yeah. And that is when you want to be in contact with the original language. It doesn't have to be original, but honestly, I recommend not to waste time with stuff that is created for learners and just go right on to real videos, real Netflix series, books, etc. You want to pick things that you are actually interested in. The best thing you can do is watch the stuff that you would already watch if it was in English. Sure. So okay. if you're into history, we have a lot of history channels in French. Um, if you're in, if you're a doctor, you perhaps want to engage with things that are about health news, that kind of things. Right. Whatever really floats your boat. It doesn't matter what it is, and it matters more that it's tailored to you. And also, it doesn't matter if you don't understand it. That is something that people often miss. They're like, oh, but if I watch blank in French, I won't understand anything. Therefore, you know, it does nothing. It's not actually true. Like a lot of your learning is subconscious. 
right. I have a bunch of like stories to explain, like, you know, uh, but basically the bottom line is like, like right now when we're speaking English, we're having this conversation, we're not thinking about the language, like all of the language processing is done subconsciously and we're focusing on either speaking or hearing the meaning of what is saying. So right. most of the language stuff is subconscious and sometimes the process is not complete to the point that you understand it. Yeah. When you understand everything or, but it doesn't matter. The fact of having it in the background, sometimes it's even better if you're completely checked out and you don't care about it. So if you cook, if you clean, if you work out, if you draw, I have those are good times for the daily French bath because you want to have the language around you and tells you, tell your brain that, okay, this is serious now. You have another language, deal with it, brain. Yeah. Okay. And you will see that if you don't care about understanding, that's when you understand a lot more than you would think. Everybody that I know has this experience when they try to do that. So just, yeah, you know, try it. I actually, I can agree with you. When I, when we were in Germany, I, they put on a Romanian station, TV station, and I was listening and I was, and I, I, I was just, you know, I was kind of paying attention, but I was picking up more. So I, I agree. I think that that's a great idea. Yes. It at least works for languages that aren't too far from English or from the languages that you already know. I'm not sure that it will work for languages that are completely different, such as Chinese, because oh, yeah. I haven't really tried. Maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. <laughs> um, but French and English and Romanian have a lot in common. Yeah. They have, in fact, more in common than they have, which is different. So I think that really helps the brain just catch uh, a lot more. It's not that hard to, to learn French when you're an English speakers. At least it's not as hard as learning other languages, uh, such as Japanese, which Tim Ferriss learned, even though he did it. So yeah, it's well, Japanese and Chinese is all like memorization, isn't it? Yeah, a lot, but that applies to anything you learn, to be honest. Oh, okay. I, and I haven't really learned Japanese or Chinese myself. I just studied them a little bit. So not an expert in that. So anyway, those were like the three first pillar selection, activation, immersion, and then you get to the last pillar, safe practice. Now I could have called it just practice, but the S not only makes my um, acronym really nice, but also I think the fact that it's safe is really a really important element for me in my coaching practice, and it makes a big difference. So if you would to, if you were to uh, focus on all first three pillars very successfully, what would happen is that you would be able to understand a lot of French. Perhaps you would become a passive reader or a passive listener. And some people, for some people, it's enough. But nowadays, most people actually want to be able to speak and have a conversation. And if you want to speak, like at the risk of sounding extremely obvious, you have to speak. Yes, the only way to learn to speak is to speak. Yeah. But how do you do that? That is why I call it safe practice because it's really important to try it in a situation where there is no or if possible, zero risk for you. But if you come to my class, the worst thing that can happen is that I will laugh with you and out at you, you know, because maybe you will say something that is absolutely hilarious and we all have a good laugh. And then I'll explain to you that you don't want to do the same thing in a situation <laughs> where it's not super safe. Yeah. Because bad things could happen to you. Yeah. Right? That's funny. So, and with, when you think about how you learn languages, for example, in school, uh, it's the very opposite of that. You know, if, if you're in a group of teenagers and those are, those are your peers, yeah, it will become very challenging for you to even try to get out of your comfort zone because who knows what can happen. I mean, you might get a new nickname for the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want that, right? No. Definitely not. So 
those are the four things. And, and anyone who has done languages successfully has done some version of that. I love it. So I, in terms of learning, uh, like I said, I'm 47 and I'm finding it just a little bit harder to grasp some, some of the learning of the new language. Is, do you think it's harder for us as we get older to learn a new language? I think there are other elements that are way more important as to what makes it easy or hard than your age per se. Okay. So if you have been learning your whole life, yeah. not necessarily languages, but other things, it will be much easier for you than a person who has not been learning anything in the last 40 years. Or, I mean, if you're 47 yeah. and say you quit school when you were 17 and you've never learned anything new because you've had a very menial job, yes, it will be very hard for you. But if you're a person who has kept intellectually active your whole life, that would not be so much of a problem. Then there's your general state of health, which sure. can be challenging. If you don't sleep well or if you don't sleep enough, that will be a problem. That will be a problem okay. for learning anything. Um, yeah. you know, And generally, you want to not have some of your vitamins missing or stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but the age itself is not that big of a problem. I mean, I've been teaching people that were way older than you. Oh, wow. um, my oldest student that I've had this year was, I believe, 81. Ah, that's amazing. I yes. love that. <laughs> There's no age limit to learning a language. You're, you're fine. You're very young. Yeah, no, I think that's great. Now, what is, the, I mean, this might be a loaded question, but what is like the fastest that someone can become fairly fluent if they uh, are very determined on learning a new language? That will depend heavily on that person's circumstances. Okay. So, for example, on my blog, I have one case study, which is a young man who has done it in six months. Okay, that's is that good then, right? Yes, that that is pretty fast. Yeah. Okay. Um, he was quite young. He was a student. He was living in Paris at the time, and okay. he was studying theater in a theater school in Paris, where they spoke French to him all the time. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, the first six months that he was there, nothing much happened for him. But then he came to see me and I made a roadmap for him and I told him, okay, this is how you go about it. And yeah. then the next six months, he had solved the problem. So those circumstances do make you fluent in six months alone. But if you have the right circumstances and the right help from a coach like me, it can be relatively fast. Now, most of my students don't really do it this way because they have a life and their life is not whole in French, for example. Right. But I recently published another case study and I called that uh, Speak French in 40 Days. Oh, wow. I would not consider that to be the answer like to your question, you know, how long can you do it? Because that student, and you can watch that case study, it's on my YouTube channel and on, and on my blog, that student had been studying French a lot before she worked with me, but she could not speak at all. She was afraid of speaking. Yeah, just couldn't do it, which means that for me as a coach, I had relatively little to do to make her able, I, I hate to have this kind of phrasing, but like to help her overcome the basically sort of block for speaking and just tell her, okay, yeah, no, this is how you do it. And yeah. then she started speaking relatively fast and it's called Speak French in 40 Days because wow. we recorded the case study like a month and a half before, we, after we started working together and she was already able to speak quite a few, quite a lot and it happened really fast for her but she was leveraging all of the French studying that she had done for years sure. which she hadn't perceived to be efficient but with the right input it became usable so so to speak yeah 
you've been learning French for years and it hasn't really worked, but you have crammed a lot of French in your brain, it could happen really fast for you. If you're starting from absolute scratch, you're not living in a French speaking context and you don't have a lot of free time to give to it, it will be extremely long. Yeah. Okay. No, that makes sense. I think that there's a lot of insecurities when it comes to like learning and speaking a new language. So yes. when we, when I'm around um, my husband's family and they are speaking Romanian and they're talking to me and I, I understand a lot of the words, but I have a hard time like actually wanting to say it back. You know, it's just like, mm-hmm. it's like you feel a little insecure. You feel weird. It's not your native language. So do a lot. And it's your in-laws. I mean, imagine, I, I don't know. It depends on the relationship you have with yeah. them, but. Is that a safe context? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, my girlfriend is Mexican, and I say lots of stupid things in Spanish to her that I would not repeat to our parents, okay? (laughs) (laughs) It depends on the context. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's funny. Okay. But I feel, but don't a lot, do you think from your experience as a coach, do a lot of people have a little bit of that insecurity or shyness when it comes to actually starting to speak a new language or speaking French if they've never spoken it before? I would say yes, but they typically don't phrase it this way. They phrase it as, I'm a beginner. Okay. But when you start digging and you ask them a few more questions, it turns out they've been studying for five years already. They just yeah, like they okay. can't. Okay. Uh, but it's, it never comes with people saying, oh, I'm shy and insecure. Yeah. Very rarely I've had someone who writes on my questionnaire intake, I'm shy and insecure. Okay. It's more like, Oh, I've been trying to learn French for a long time, but I can't speak at all. Oh, I love it. And who is your ideal client? Most of my clients are women. There's quite a large majority of women. My ideal client is someone who's just committed to learning the language. It doesn't really matter why, but you need a good reason. Oh, okay. Because if you don't have a good reason, um, it's not that easy to learn a language. Like I'll make it as easy as possible for you, but it still is something that requires quite a bit of work, uh, quite overcoming um, some sometimes some mental challenges. Sometimes you have to overcome your own self-image because if you perceive yourself as someone who speaks only English for your entire life and you're now 40, 50, 60. Yeah, like me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It, it's, <laughs> It's not a very easy and straightforward thing. Otherwise, you wouldn't have coaches for it. People would just do it like that, right? Right. Yeah. That's... So you need to be committed and to have a goal. So whether it's a trip that you have upcoming or the last case study that I recorded that I haven't published yet is uh, one of my students. She went from being an army veteran to from working with the army to being a pastry chef in France, a French pastry oh, chef. Oh, wow. That's a big story. She did this on entire carrying of change. Yeah. That's a good goal, right? Yeah. Um, I've had people who wanted to work with Médecins Sans Frontières. Uh, it's doctors without borders in English, but it's a French organization and they want sure. people to speak French to join. That's a good reason. I've had uh, international lawyers who want to expand their practice into French-speaking countries or international business people who want to expand their businesses into French-speaking countries or Canadian uh, business owners who... Yeah want to be able to communicate with people in Quebec because people in right. Quebec do not like to speak English. Yes. And all of those are good reasons. And even if you're just a traveler, you're committed to traveling and discovering new cultures and say you want to do hiking or biking in France in the areas where they're not going to speak any other language than French to you, that can be a good reason as well. Yeah. But it requires a certain amount of commitment and being like, 
yes, you can see yourself doing this thing that would require you to speak French for it to be efficient. I love it. Tell us a little bit about your podcast. What is the name of it and what do you talk about? So my podcast is called Cultural Fluency. I created it because I wanted to be able to have conversations and share those conversations with people that are from other cultures, whether, you know, it's another country or um, a different background and to highlight how we can um, make, create bridges between different um, groups of people, because it's, if you think about it, most people nowadays are trying to do that a lot in their lives and that creates a lot of fear and a lot of incomprehension and so on. So the, the intention of the podcast is to give an outlet for that kind of things and, and to discuss how to do that. Love it. Where can people find you, connect with you, and learn a little bit more on working with you, Angel? Did I say that right? That was awesome. Your French is amazing. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> so you can find out about me more on my website, frenchfluency.net. And then I am at French Fluency on all social media, including YouTube, which now has introduced handles. So you also find me with that or my name, Angel Preto. Uh, if you type my name in any platform, you'll probably find me. Excellent. You guys have put those links in the show notes. So if you uh, connected with uh, what Angel shared with us today and you're interested in learning some French or just want to learn a little bit more and, and tune into his podcast, go click those links, go follow him on social and check him out. Uh, Angel, this is the part of the show where I like to ask for less words of wisdom or advice. What would you like to leave with us today? So I like to share my motto, which is have fun now, don't pro- Sorry. Have fun now, don't mortgage the future. Mm. And I wanted to really have it spelled out this way with no preposition in the middle. I guess that's the language question me, like every single word. Yeah. But it's important because it could be thought of have fun now, but don't mortgage the future. Yeah. Meaning don't spend all of your money. Don't, I know, get too drunk, get too drunk and have a terrible time tomorrow. Or it could mean have fun now, so you don't mortgage the future. Yeah. Because if you're not happy right now, if you don't find a way to do what you love at least some of the time and, and to take care of yourself and you don't get into the habit of, you know, living the life that you want even on small times, you will never actually get there. Like there won't be, you won't be toiling very hard in your terrible job or in your, I mean, I've done it. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't discussed that so much, but I have a, I have a past, okay? If there won't be a moment where magically something was cool flip and you will be saved. I mean, yeah. I'm sure people have, some people have that story, but most people don't, you know, right. most people, yeah. it's, it's a, a building, a gradually building of like learning to live the life that you want. Yeah. I love it. I agree. hundred percent. Well, Ajal, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today and learning about what you do. I love it. I love that you have just created your own path and created your own success in living life on your own terms. And uh, I'm excited to hear how many people reach out to you to learn some French. <laughs> I look forward to seeing that and to meeting the people who will reach out to me because they have listened to that interview and found it interesting. I look forward to hearing from you. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much. You guys, this is your host, Deanna Radalescu, Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. As always, don't forget to subscribe, follow, rate, review, comment, share, all those good things. And I'll be back soon with some more dynamic guests.